Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Tomas Sadoransky, Lazar Hayward, Joey Devine, Arsalan Kazimi, Alexei Petrov, Vladimir Veraminko. John Keen, Peter John Ramos, musical guest Fear, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? You ready for Christmas? I'm so ready for Christmas, baby. Uh, We're going to have two special Christmas-themed round ball rocks later in the week, but this is just going to be a regular round ball rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What have you asked? What are you asking for, Sean? Um, Just, uh, I'm just, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, mostly. Oh, that's tight. Um, See if Santa and his elves will... Give us all those. I want one of our Luka Doncic songs to go viral because I just want a room full of wigs that I can wear in front mm-hmm. of 30,000 people that have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that are like very confused and extremely unhappy. And yeah, and I want to sing it in front of Luka Doncic just so I can see how um, not into it he is. Yeah, like ideally sustained eye contact the entire performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be so fucking tight. Oh, well, luckily, we ha- yeah, luckily we have a new one coming out. So maybe don't this spoil, one don't spoil, oh, don't spoil. Don't spoil. We'll talk about it at the end. We talk about it at the end. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were leading into it. Sorry. Um, but you know what? We start with business, as always. Follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod or uh, email us at Round Rock Pod at gmail dot com. Um, also, get your wallets ready. Yeah, bitches. Um, even if they're full of zero dollars, because we're going to have something for you to buy this week, but we'll let you know about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Five-star reviews on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. Follow us on there. Um, and if if there's a uh, an app you want us to be on, let me know, and I'll try and get us on there. Um, and that's it. What about like Bumble? I mean, that's we're 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 working on Bumble. You know? Okay, Grubhub. I don't know if the entity we're on Grubhub. Yeah, yeah, we are on Grubhub. That's right. You want to know something crazy about Grubhub? What's that? Uh, as may, some listeners might know, um, I drive for those food delivery services occasionally when <laughs> uh, money is tight, and by occasionally I mean every day. Um, and there is a weird ass like commercial kitchen by my house that Grubhub and Postmates seven different pizza places run out of that same commercial kitchen. What? Yeah. And That's so weird. One of them is called Pizza Aoki and it's Steve Aoki's pizza place. <gasps> never Whoa. seen I've never seen him in that commercial kitchen though. 
Does he like if you order it? Does he like shove the pizza in your face like he does with those pieces of cake? You know a lot more about Steve Aoki than I do. I son. I had to write a sketch about DJs a couple of years ago. What? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you you I tell you guys to watch it, but it's on CISO. Was DJ Ronnie Cycli one of the DJs? No, it Missed was all like missed opportunity. Yeah. One guy was a uh, one half of a Siamese twin pair of DJs, but the other guy had been killed, so he was okay. Well, if you for some reason miraculously still have CISO, check that out. <laughs> it was like three bucks a month, and yet too expensive for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, you know the uh, you know our mailbag MVP. Yes, I do. David Jordan. The goat. We've got some questions from him. So, uh, robot, hit that Jordan drop. Now, at guard from North Carolina, you know him from what GM is what sex scene? And what owners should karaoke what songs? The king questioner himself. At Ninja Pertil on Twitter. Formerly Shop Daddy, aka Don Nelson, but Shop Daddy in our hearts. Here he is, the goat of reader mail, David Jordan. Um, all right. So David's first question. Also, again, listeners, he emailed us this at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Hit us up. <laughs> um, that was weird. I'm sorry. Uh, But our first question from David Jordan, he says, One thing we know is that I'm currently in the middle of a transitional period, and so I've had a lot of time on my hands to listen to some old episodes. Weird, but okay. Back around episode 100, I think, even weirder, but okay, there was a brief discussion of the failed Dan Aykroyd vehicle, Dr. Detroit. Um, first off, David, um... Is it so failed if we're talking about it on our podcast? I think Mm -hmm. not. Um, Although he had not yet been traded to the Pistons at the time of that recording, it's clear now that a Dr. Detroit remake starring Blake Griffin would be super tight. Which other NBA personalities should be utilized to reboot failed, outdated, or problematic intellectual properties? And David's... uh, Answer is he wants a remake of Short Circuit starring Vivek's robot. And my rebuttal to that is, um, no, you can't do that because, uh, uh, if you don't, if you remember, Short Circuit had a white man in Indian face, so. You have Vivek do the role in white face. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's actually, you know what? I'm with you guys now. Let's do it. So my answer for this is not a player. Um, I want to see Ernie Grunfeld star in Mr. Brooks. Oh, oh, the the, the Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner uh, the Kevin Costner Dane Cook joint, Mr. Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who who would you have playing William uh, Hurt? Ernie- yeah, the the murderous conscience. I, I mean, oh. obviously, it would switch off from shot to shot, uh, like Olsen twin style, you know. On oh, it uh, would be it would be Ernie Grunfeld. No, as... Ernie Grunfeld is Mr. Brooks. Um, uh-huh. Is and uh, William Hurt is again like the Olsen twins on uh, uh, fucking when they were children playing one role. Um, shot to shot, it would switch between Marshawn Brooks and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they, don't they look exactly the same? No, they look very That's what different. Ernie Grunfeld thinks. <laughs> um, I was thinking, uh, Teen Wolf starring Carl Anthony Towns would mm-hmm. be pretty good. But, like, he, he's not that wolfish. He just, like... When it's a full moon, he stays up all night playing Fortnite. He's just like worthless the next day. Who plays Styles P? Oh, well, that's Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Styles Derek Rose is the yeah. guy in the crowd with his dick out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, um, I want to see a remake of My Giant. I think we've talked about this before. With Bobon? With Bobon, except I want the roles reversed. So so it's like my little my little Jewish friend. Yeah, and it's Bobon and Billy Crystal still, obviously. Oh, but But Billy but he's like I need an accountant. I yeah, but Bobon owns Billy Crystal. Oh, as oh. opposed to Billy Crystal owning the giant. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the giant has more ownership. Well, yeah. that's that's good. It empowers him a little bit. It's woke now. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be fun to have a short circuit. Oh, sorry, a small wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Isaiah Thomas as the robotic child that gets adopted. Mm-hmm. And that way he wouldn't break down as much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got cybernetic joints. and uh, Oh, I... but then the family actually just trades him away at a really bad emotional time for him eventually um i'd also like to see a reboot of uh this is us starring the staff of the ringer oh that would be great yeah, i would be never great. Gonna be able to see that though no no it would ne- never those guys are they're too good of actors they're gonna be making feature films soon enough grantland jr in the movie <laughs> um uh what about my stepmother is an alien starring genie bus that's pretty good. Who who plays the children? Um, well, I think it's just one kid. Oh, the kid. Who plays the kid? Kid is well, in the original it's Allison Hannigan. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably one of the ball brothers. Oh, not even Lonzo? It's just yeah, like this tour's available. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Wait, wait does wait, that mean be, wait, oh. is so she married to Lavar? Yeah, that's my okay. that that's it. And she's an alien. So. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously. Oh. Um Yeah, those all sound pretty good. Yeah. Uh listeners, if you have one, please tweet it at us at Round Rock Pod, but make sure to include David Jordan himself, who is at Ninja Purdle. <laughs> but David has another question for us. Speaking of the Lakers, mm-hmm. he says Take us inside a hypothetical Lakers potluck holiday party. One thing we know for sure is that LeBron is bringing sea bass, obviously. What dishes does everyone else bring? Who shows up stoned or gets embarrassingly drunk? Who gets in a fight or makes out with Genie Bus? Uh, I have one for the last one right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I think Phil Jackson's showing up at this party. But, like... Uh, um, love actually style where he's standing at the door with like uh, with like cue cards for her to read. Oh, and he's being very silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're triangle shaped cue cards, of course. I also imagine that a lot of them are not words as much as they are like images or yeah. animals mm-hmm. or just uh, covers of books that he likes. Hmm. Um. Also, he's not there on purpose. He did mushrooms, and that's how he ended up here. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can't talk. That's why he has to um, right. communicate through the cards instead. <laughs> it's weird he had the cards on them, though, you know? Yeah, but you know, he's prepared. A lot of success is preparation. Uh, all right, let's go to the potluck items. Let's do yeah. this right off the so bat. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... going gonna, I'm gonna to go, go down ahead, the sorry. Lakers roster. How does that sound? And then we'll figure out... Sure, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go with, um, right off the bat, we'll do it alphabetically. Ivacha Zubach. What does Ivaka Zubach bring into this potluck, I Sean? go the other way alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm going to look up Zubach's ethnicity, but it's something that he thinks is holiday- and it is not very holiday, like like <laughs> some kind of dessert that like heavily features a root vegetable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like Borscht. it's like what it's a it you know it's a it's a radish tart, and, <laughs> and like there's still like a lot of dirt on it. And he's like, that's what vitamins are. And yeah, um, I think Zubach is um. I think he spent a lot of time with the South Bay Lakers. Right? 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's bringing something that he can get on the drive. Over. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I think... They still play in Long Beach, right? El Segundo. No, El no, Se- El- Long Beach. It's Long Beach. Their address is just El Segundo. Um, oh. Sorry about that. I think he's bringing, like... So he's in Long Beach. I think he's just bringing, like... He thinks it's a white elephant and not a potluck. Uh-huh. And he's bringing a copy of Minute, the Minutemen's Double Nickels on the Dime and a copy of uh, the Sublime B-Sides he picked up at a Rasputin Records. Wow. So you think he, he's been very influenced by... Yeah, the, by uh, Long Beach. Yeah, okay. by the All LBC. Right. <laughs> All right. Sean. I mean, I guess he's more qualified to represent the LBC than I thought. Uh, what about Mo Wagner? Oh, oh, Moritz Wagner. Okay. He's like, he has a German name, but he's been in uh, Michigan for a while. Yeah. I think he's bringing, um, are they called pasties? Those pies? Yeah, those weird sure. upper Michigan specific things. I also was going Midwest. I think he's bringing hot dish. Like oh. a tater tot casserole, you know. And I bet tastes pretty good. Yeah. Hot dish. Who says who says no to a hot dish? All right, Lance Stevenson. What's he bringing? Um I think Lance Stevenson is bringing like a gigantic duffel, like a duffel bag full of pixie sticks. <laughs> I think Lance Stevenson for sure forgot he was supposed to bring anything. And then Michael Beasley texted him when he was on his way over. So he is bringing. A bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know what? Honestly, that's a great. That would be tight if someone showed up at a potluck and was just like, "Yeah, I just I, I spent thirty dollars on fried chicken." I'd be like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> All right, this one I think we're gonna really need to think about here. Okay, Rajon Rondo. Ooh. Do you see why I did this backwards instead of from the top? Now, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess I do. I guess I do. Um. So I feel like Rondo, there's no reason for me to believe this, but I think he's, I think he's kind of like a little miserly. Yeah. I think he's showing up with a sheet cake from Vaughn's <laughs> and it doesn't have any decorations or words on it. It doesn't say Lakers or anything like that. It's like completely blank white sheet cake. I think Rondo is really weird about food. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think he probably doesn't like anything food-wise? And he's a piggy eater. He thinks things are gross. He thinks they're dirty. Yeah. So I think he's bringing, like, something only he will eat. Like, no, it, it, yeah. something nobody else wants. Just like, uh, just like a thing of, like, boiled noodles in butter. Mm. And he, like, brings it in his own Tupperware, which says Rajon on it in permanent marker, like, in five different places. (laughs) And you have to, there's a weird puzzle on the top that is a Connect Uh Four board, but you have to put the, you have to put the things in the right order, like, uh, like something Batman would have to solve. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) uh, that way the Tupperware will unlock and give you the unseasoned cold pasta noodles that Rajon brought up (laughs) for the team. All right, what's Fee bringing? Um, boy, something from the bottom shelf at the grocery store. Because those <laughs> aren't able to reach any higher. All right, that's a good enough answer. All right, what's JaVale bringing? Man, so I think, do you think he would just bring, like, jugs of milk? I mean, it's water that he drinks jugs of, though. Yeah, at this but it's like desserts, you know. Well, I mean, he it would be eggnog. Jugs oh, of so eggnog. Jugs of eggnog. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. What's Kyle Kuzma bringing besides the sick burns? Yeah, because I think I think he and um, Lonzo are are 
really trying to figure out what the other one is doing and then one-upping it and trying to make it insulting. So I think that Kyle Kuzma actually goes to one of those industrial kitchens and is just like, I'm going to bring a gourmet pizza customized for every individual member of the team, except for Lonzo, who gets a calzone. I think he brings those uh, birdie bots uh, uh, jelly beans that, like, one tastes like candy, but the other tastes like earwax. Mm-hmm. And he somehow yeah, every, rigs it. That, every flavor beans. Yeah, yeah. And he somehow rigs it so Lonzo gets all the gross ones. Um. All right. What's LeBron is bringing Seabass? Do we need to answer anything else? Uh, plays pizza, but like, but like, he doesn't bring the pizza. He just brings like coupons, like severe discounts. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. LeBron is oversleeping and not going to this party. Hey, he's, he just texts everybody. Sheesh! I fell asleep for seventeen hours. <laughs> That's normal, right? Meanwhile, he's I'm definitely Insta- not on any PEDs that would make <laughs> you sleep a lot. Lol. Um. All right. Uh, What's Brandon Ingram bringing? Uh, you know, it's going to be disappointing. He's going to like, <laughs> he's going to overreach and he's like, I'm going to make a lasagna. And people are like, and are you sure you know how to make a lasagna? He's like, I got all the tools. And then like the top is burnt and the bottom is raw, but it's a lasagna. <laughs> I think he's bringing like, I think he's bringing nothing to the table. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josh Hart. What's Josh Hart bringing? Uh, He's bringing like a large salad that is mostly lettuce. I also thought he was going to bring salad. Um, That's really funny. Uh, All right. Like two kinds of lettuce, but he, (laughs) he chopped up like... Maybe two tomatoes and like half a cucumber and was like, and just like call it a day. All right, what's Tyson Chandler bringing? Um, I feel like he's bringing like a massive selection of bread, like like baskets of bread, like you would get in rest at, at like. Have you ever been to Anderson's Pea Soup, Joey? Yeah. It's like dinner rolls, but each basket has like six different kinds mm-hmm. of dinner rolls in them, uh, it, which is almost like a a bake off challenge. But I think I think Tyson Chandler is bringing like a massive amount of bread. See, I think Tyson Chandler is looking at the roster here and mm-hmm. he knows that he has to bring all of the food, basically. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. so he's, he's bringing he's just... like three full entrees. <laughs> <laughs> and and like and like a good vegetable side that he knows people like won't it'll be it's something like he he like roasted some broccoli but there's like pine nuts in them and he's he's presented it very nicely. <laughs> but he's just like it could it could be all candy besides him. All right, what's our man Alex Caruso bringing? You know, I think Alex Caruso, chicken wings. Yeah, totally. Store bought though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but like a like a he went to Gelson's. You know, he didn't he didn't just go to Safeway. All right, what is KCP Contavious Caldwell Pope bringing? Uh, prison wine. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> He's like developed a taste for it in jail, and now he's got like he's like no, it's really good. <laughs> All right, what <laughs> what is Michael Beasley bringing? Uh, just weed, like just a yeah, lot of. I think it's, it's like I it's think he, I think he's bringing edibles. Actually, see, I was gonna say I think it's a punch that has CBD in it. Oh yeah, I could see that too. Where he's like, um, oh, it's legal. We're and all going to use our 11% of our brains now. I bet he uh, makes edibles that are definitely too strong, and he says that he's going to clearly mark it, but actually he just has, like, like a weed evocative label on it, but it's only on a post-it, and it doesn't even stay on. And so it turns out that, like, maybe 40% of the party actually knows that, he, that these are uh, potent edibles and not a delicious dessert. 
All right. But I bet Michael Beasley makes good cookies. <laughs> um. All right. And finally, for the players, what mm-hmm. is Alonzo Ball bringing to this? Yeah, so he's got a troll. Okay, so this is what I think. Um, he brings a bunch of Chinese food from a restaurant, which is like kind of making fun of his brother, but also just like kind of a good choice, like a bunch of a bunch of fried rice and stuff. And then he customizes a bunch of all the fortune cookies that come along with that order. Each one has an insulting fact about Kyle Kuzma inside <laughs> as a fortune. See, I think he's bringing something good, but it's like a, it's something that like the Ball family just always brings to these things, you know, where it's like, oh, this is like Lavar's special onion dip or whatever, you know what yeah, I mean? Where it's like it's like a crock pot full of different kinds of beans. Yeah, but it's like it's, like, it's my specialty. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's like. Once you go to more than one potluck with them, it's like, okay, the specials, this is kind of worn off. The <laughs> And then, like, it's kind of like, it's like a thing that they started bringing, and we're like, everyone's like, everyone expects me to bring this, and no one really, like, it's uh, they're always leaving with, like, two-thirds of it still yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> And it tastes good, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like like you you. It's like a fine thing that you'd have at your house, but yeah. Uh, all right, I'm looking at the coaching staff. Uh, mm. There's only one assistant coach I know. Okay, but it's a good one. What is Judd Bushler bringing to this <laughs> potluck, Sean? Uh, Frito pie. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and finally, what's Luke Walton bringing? God, what is Luke bringing? Um, fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also weed in them. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. weed. Yeah. <laughs> you learned them. He learned the recipe from his dad. Yeah, he's like, wait, it's in the breading of the fish. <laughs> um, and it's also how they smuggle weed across the border. All right, what's Magic Johnson bringing? Oh my god, what is Magic Johnson? <laughs> um I think Magic tried to make something himself this year. <laughs> he's like, we're building something, and Magic decided he was gonna make a souffle. And uh it did not turn out well. But everyone's like, well, you know, it's kinda cool he tried to do that. But I, it's not good. I think Magic Johnson, look. The man is an epic partier. Uh, he's a giving man. He is bringing like ten too many extra large pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or like, yeah, or like twelve foot sandwiches. Yeah, but there's like way too many. Like he has yeah. bought enough twelve feet sandwiches for so. Each person at the party could have a whole one. He's like remembering one time when he was a rookie when Spencer Haywood was like super high and ate like half the team spread. And that's <laughs> like, that's never going to happen again. Uh, all right. What's Jeannie bringing? Um, well, I think she's going to she's going to dress nicely, you know, obviously. What would Jeannie bring? I know what she's bringing. Dude. I think she's bringing co- like a signature cocktail. Yeah, she's bringing a white wine spritzers, dude. Yeah, and it's 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 some name, but it's like oh, it's the bus stop because no, it's like you're gonna have to take public transportation home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's in, it's it's like it it definitely has like its own like drink station to it, and it's like very nicely put together. But it's it's high alcohol. It's it's more alcoholic than you think. Yeah, it's like it's like wine that also has liquor in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta say, look, this is a weird uh, sidetrack, but I've been watching the show Dirty John a lot on Bravo, starring, uh, starring Eric Bana and Connie Britton, and uh, a lot of Dirty John. When I watch it, I'm like, I could see this totally happening to Jeannie Bus. 
the things that happen to Dirty John. No, what Dirty oh, John the- does to the family. <laughs> like, he's like a con man who gets in a relationship with Connie Britton and, like, makes him, like, buy, like, makes her, like, buy a ton of stuff and stuff, like, and then, like, kind of, like, disconnects her from the family. And he's just, like, really sweet to her, but really mean to everyone else. And I'm like, this could, this is maybe what Jay Moore is doing to. Uh, oh, he's trying to cut her off from the bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Any of this behavior you want to cover, or should we move on? Um. I honestly think everybody's like pretty much behaving themselves here. Like, I think Jay Moore is the one who's hitting on Genie Bus. Yeah, and that's it. And then Phil Jackson, of course, who showed up in his. I mean, uh... that's just weird <laughs> for everybody. Also, like, I feel like I feel like the Rambuses also maybe like brought a lot of food and tried to make it like kind of tried to act like, yeah, we be here every year. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't think you've actually been here for a while. <laughs> uh, what do you think Michael Thompson brings? It's something incredibly like like something incredibly special and also difficult to get yeah you know he like waited in line for like three hours to get this in like the fairfax district to get like this specific thing but i don't know what it is yeah, it's some it's some kind of like special tiramisu or something like that Yeah, yeah it's like a baked good or like uh like a, a like fried chick like some kind of fried chicken that they only that runs out if you're not there by like 10 a.m. or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah um i think i think also not only does lebron sleep through it he invites all the people he let down at his other holiday party to come and then sleeps at this party as well uh yeah for sure dude um all right should we go to the news let's do it This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, our top story um, today is, of course, everybody's talking about it. Uh, James Dolan used to play his guitar on the team playing after losses. That's the, that's the worst thing you could do. because because the implication is he's definitely singing as well oh for sure he's not just like uh like noodling oh yeah is for sure performing he's on the plane intercom i bet singing into it and like like maybe do you think he does like he definitely does like banter between the songs too. Yeah, and you know the songs are fucking like plane theme too. He's doing like he always opens with leaving on a jet plane, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then learning like, to fly. Do you he, think he does learning to fly? Yeah, and then he definitely like jokingly plays like either like a big bopper song or like a like that'll be the day, yeah. My buddy or, 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 yeah, or like a, a Richie Valens song, and then he's like, "Just kidding, that's not gonna happen to us." <laughs> um. So the way I heard this was that he played his guitar on the team plane after losses. He did, he did it after not. wins too. Yeah, I was but... gonna say like, <laughs> is that just because of like the blues? He's like, "Oh, I'm feeling the blues. We just lost." But also, the Knicks lose a lot of games, Joey. <laughs> Even if it was just the losses. Yeah, it's like 53 times. Because they also have to fly to Westchester. Oh, which my is God. weirdly where, they're, where, the, <laughs> where the team facility is. Um, <laughs> so he said this in an ESPN article. Where he also hardcore patted himself on the back for unfriending Harvey Weinstein. Uh, oh, that's how oh, yeah, he wrote that that song. I should have known. Yeah, 
we're not going to play it this time. We've played it twice. We don't need to play it again. I'm not going to... Look, I'm not going to subject our listeners to more uh, I Should Have Known by JD and the Straight Shot. I will... I will make them listen to more small ball, though. But not this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll eventually get the rights to produce it on this podcast. He also... So, he patted himself on the back for unfriending Harvey Weinstein. And then he also vociferously defended himself against uh, the sexual harassment lawsuit he lost with Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) At the same time, in the same article. (laughs) Me too, but you know, uh, not me either. (laughs) And then he also, no one talked about this. A lot of people talked about the guitar on the plane. But Uh I'm not sure a lot of people read this, like, insanely long article. Because I was going through it tonight. And, um, can I just read you a little portion? Oh, please. On his support of President Donald Trump. (laughs) I've known him for a long time. I got married at Mar-a-Lago. I'm a member of Mar-a-Lago, and I support him as a friend. And you don't have to agree with everything that he's doing in order to support him. And he's, by the way, our president. And I don't understand people who wish our president to do badly. Why would you wish your president to do badly? It's like wishing that your milkman will bring you sour milk. Um, it's weird that he went for the milk analogy because the the purest white, like what if your milkman was in the clan? Like if he went a little further with the white outfit, do you would you think, still be like, I just hope the milk's good. Do you think James Dolan has a milk, has a milkman? Yeah, that's a weird, that's also a weird, <laughs> I do think maybe he does now that he's said this, that like. That he was so disappointed when he learned that that stopped being a thing like 60 or 70 years ago mm-hmm. that his his father, who it's where all the wealth of the Dolan family comes from, <laughs> like just had a milkman coming every day. And little James was like, let me let me play you a new song about milk. And this hired actor sat there in his milk whites and just took it. Here's another question. Um mm-hmm. So last week, Robert Sarver was in the news for being a dumbass. Uh, Did this come out because James Dolan was like, wait a second, I'm the dumbest owner in the NBA. Yeah, I kind of feel like (laughs) it is. Because remember, James Dolan made the Rockettes perform at the inauguration Mm -hmm. because of his love of Trump. And like threatened to fire him if they didn't go. (laughs) Um but, uh, yeah, the Suns came to New York, too, so it was like a showdown. It feels like some of the worst organizations in the league are trying to one-up each other recently. Mm-hmm. And um, it's starting to make me feel unusually confident about the Sacramento Kings for that reason. Don't do it, Sean. Because I'm just like, look, they haven't stepped on their own dicks in, like, four months, maybe. I mean, they're still have Vladi Divac running the team, so we'll see what happens. Look, man, he's, he can convince them. any guy, and he can convince any ninth man to pull out of their oral agreements to join another <laughs> team, and that's it's a skill you can't teach. Like that, that's that's forged by war. All right, the funniest thing that happened in a already very funny season this year happened. On Saturday. Sean, do you want to walk us through what happened? Uh, yeah, so we had um, a non... What, what would you say? It's a, a non-blockbuster. We had a we had a Hollywood video trade. We had a, mm-hmm. we had a Murphy's Express trade. Um, okay, so I think it was Friday night that this happened? It was... Yeah, it was Friday. Um... Woj announces that there's a three-way trade. Washington, the Washington Wizards are trading Austin Rivers to Phoenix. Kelly Oubre is going to Memphis. Washington's getting Trevor Ariza and a second-round pick. And uh, Phoenix is getting a a different second-rounder and two role players Mm -hmm. from Memphis. Uh, Partially, this is because 
Robert Sarver did not want to trade Trevor Ariza to the Lakers after giving them Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't like the PR. Um, then we found out the role players were Wayne Selden and Dylan Brooks. And then once the once the Grizzlies read that report, they said, no, we were trading Marshawn Brooks. Well, yeah, there was a moment where multiple big-time reporters were fighting over which Brooks it was. Yeah, because there's like, I don't remember the name of the Phoenix guy who was like the Sarver confidant, mm-hmm. but it said, what's the guy's name in Memphis? Chris Harrington? Yeah. Uh, very plugged in, knows everything. Uh, and he was like, no, they're trading Marshawn Brooks. But even at po- one point, Woj had Marshawn uh-huh. and Shams had Dylan. Oh, what a fight. <laughs> It's like one of those things when somebody signed, like, donates money to the ACLU and does the donation in a different bunch of variants on their names so they can see, mm-hmm. like, who, who they sell the, the information to. Um, but, uh, yeah, it got to the point where Memphis GM, you know, told Marshawn Brooks he got traded in front of the team and everyone said goodbye. He, like, showered and got his clothes. And then 15 minutes later... Wallace had to say, like, hey, not traded after all. Mm-hmm. Because once they once they had that Brooks conflict, the trade was dead. Memphis is like, we're not trading Dylan Brooks. That's Dylan Brooks, who is, you know, 22 years old, a second-year player. Uh, Marshawn Brooks is not nearly as young. Um, and so it was extremely embarrassing, I would say, right? And ultimately, Ernie Grunfeld's fault. That's what they said. But then Phoenix did some hilarious fake bullshit, too, where uh-huh. they were like, no, it was Dylan the whole time. We we uh, we pulled up Dylan Brooks's uh, medicals. And I heard, um, I think it was either Bobby Marks or Windhorst were like, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean anything because all team medicals are, like, in the cloud now. <laughs> so it's not like they had to fax the medicals of Dylan Brooks over from Memphis. Yeah, they went They went to nbamedicalrecords.net and entered their, their password. Um, and, and it does, I mean, from Memphis' side... I certainly think Kelly Oubre is better than Dylan Brooks, but uh, they definitely have more team control on Dylan Brooks, and mm-hmm. it's not like Dylan Brooks sucks. No, he's been he's been hurt this no, year. The trade doesn't make any sense if it's Marshawn Brooks. Oh, oh, well, it makes sense for Memphis. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. if you're Memphis, yeah. though, it's like, and we got a second round pick. What? Oh, I think they were gi- – were they giving up a second-round pick? It's were they- unclear now where the second-rounders were I actually think, getting. <laughs> I think the Wizards were supposed to get a second-round pick. I think that's the main thing they were uh, – because the Wizards, uh, their next second-round pick is in 2023. Mm-hmm. They've traded a lot of those away. Um, and first-round picks. They've also traded a lot of those. Um, or they've it, – it basically – if Ernie Grunfeld is picking after pick three, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to work out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when he's picking at pick two, sometimes he you know, he gets out of Porter. Do you think Ernie Grunfeld knew there were two Brookses? No, no, no chance. Yeah, definitely not. I think he probably knew who Dylan Brooks was, but he did not know who Marshawn Brooks was. Yeah, that's probably that's true. That's my guess. And it's and it's only because he like watches a lot of college basketball because watching the NBA bums him out a lot now. <laughs> it reminds him of his failures. So he's um, just like, uh, okay. So what happened? So then then the deal was dead. So it was uh they had to tell everybody Everybody, the the two guys on the Wizards were also told they were traded and then had to just, like, get on the team bus with everybody again. Um, And, you know, this is the Wizards locker room that is still reeling from the loss of Jason Smith, uh, team leader. Captain, Um, team captain. So, yeah, so so the Wizards locker room 
sent had to send Austin Rivers and Kelly Oubre back in there, back in the fray, uh, <laughs> just to hang Do out. Do you think that, they that. were happy to get traded to, uh, like, if you're in Washington, uh-huh. are you happy to be going to Phoenix? Uh, I think Ubre, yes, and Austin Rivers, probably. Well, we not. haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, uh, obviously, I think Ubre would be happy to be going to Memphis. I just mean Austin Rivers. Like, when you hear you're traded to Phoenix, are you happy? No, he hates it. He yeah. Hates... That's closer to his dad. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if, if you're one state away, that's terrible. Um, and also... He's, you know, he's in a contract year. I'm sure he would like to be on a playoff team, but but the way Phoenix is, um, he could have definitely been looking at like a two month benching at the end of this season, mm-hmm. or forty minutes a night, or forty minutes a night. Yeah, either way, it's like. Uh, but the weird thing is that um, okay, so they they. Um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to note is that uh, Washington made Kelly Oubre untouchable uh, this summer in a Jimmy Butler deal. Very cool. They wouldn't put him in that deal. Kelly Oubre was a deal breaker. Only if they could get Trevor Ariza back. That would be enough. Um, Also, Phoenix always gets the inferior player with the same last name, which means just by tradition – you would have expected them to end up with Marshawn Brooks or Kelly Oubre Sr. Kelly Oubre Sr. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, okay, so they eventually Memphis is just out, and they're just like, "You guys are idiots. Uh, lose our number." And they just do the trade. Oubre and Austin Rivers both go to Phoenix, and the Wizards basically make the same trade, but don't get a pick back. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix takes, gets Ubre instead of Dylan Brooks. Who they clearly don't want. And Wayne Selden. Well, yeah, they they don't want either guy they got. Well, we're going to get to what yeah. happened tonight. Um, so, look, at least at this point, if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, right? Uh-huh. You're like, <sighs> you're already bummed. But now you're like... Well, I mean, at least we don't have a point guard. At least we have Austin Rivers. He can play some point guard. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. win right. some more games this year. Uh, what did they do tonight, Sean? Uh, they bought out Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Because apparently in the past week, the the three-game win streak that the Suns are on has convinced them that uh, Melton, isn't it DeAndre Melton? DeAnthony. D'Anthony Melton uh, from USC, the rookie um, that they got in the Ryan Anderson deal, Brandon Knight deal. He's their point guard of the future, so they can just buy out Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Even though the entire season they were like, we just got to get a point guard. That's what we want in exchange for Trevor Ariza. And uh, the bottom out, they have another uh, wing, which Phoenix has with eight small forwards at this point. Yeah, they have a lot of three fours already. Um, yeah, uh, and I think Kelly Oubre fits right into that. So, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, in a way, this is nice for Austin Rivers, but I feel like it's going to, he's going to mistakenly believe that he's just going to receive millions of dollars for doing nothing. Over and over and I mean, over. isn't that what the life. initial contract did already, though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna <laughs> like, like he did. He did very little and received a great deal of money from his dad. Now Phoenix is giving him even more money. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say there. There's some Daniel Ewing theory potential here. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the gristle, though. Okay. To quote our friend Corbin Smith, yeah, uh, Austin Rivers has been bought out. Yeah, he's gone. He so gone. now he can go wherever he wants, basically mm-hmm. for free. I think he can't go to the Wizards. That's it. 
Right, he can't go to the Wizards. I don't think he can go to the Suns either. <laughs> um, yes, that's correct. But where should Austin Rivers go? Um, I think the funniest possible outcome is the Clippers. Okay, so I probably, for for no good reason, think that Austin Rivers wants revenge on his father for trading. Oh, him. obviously. And so that's why there's no way he'd go back to the Clippers. I was thinking that might punish his father the most is having him <laughs> back. <laughs> but um, no, if he really wants to get to them, I mean, I think you had the best idea, Joey. Yeah, there's clearly one place he should go that would <laughs> really bother Doc Rivers and the rest of all those Clippers who all he he clearly hates them all. Mm-hmm. And that is the Golden State Warriors. Oh, absolutely. And he should go to chapel with them every single day. They could honestly use him. I think I, I, think. I was actually talking my uh, when I heard he got bought out, I was like, the Warriors should definitely sign him, even though I hate him. <laughs> Tough defensive guard who shoots threes. I mean, it would be so funny. Also, it would be, uh, I hesitate to say this, but... Um, it would just be funny if their entire guard rotation was super light-skinned guys that kind of annoyed people and were goofy. Well, and Austin played with um, Seth Curry in college. Mm. That yes, was the backcourt. Yeah. Um, um, that was a very disappointing Duke team. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, <laughs> Chapel, oh, it would just, it would just kill. Clipper. I mean, the... I don't think Austin Rivers cares about winning, though. That's one thing. I don't think he's going into a place to ring chase. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I don't think he's going to ring chase, but I think he, I think he likes being in the playoffs. But I he's th- like remember when he remember when he got his uh, his face broken? Yeah, but don't play? you think for Austin, what's actually more important right now is trying to get the next big contract. Well, I mean, he needs to go somewhere where he can play some minutes. Well, that's yeah. why I'm saying. I think he should go to Orlando. Oh my god, that's perfect! And it's like his dad's. It's also old where he's from. Him. Yeah, because he. Well, didn't Doc Rivers? Well, yeah, oh yeah, I mean Doc was the coach, coach there, there, and then Doc enough, left yeah. to Boston and left the family there. Oh, that's right. He didn't move, and so Austin became his own man there. Yeah. Well, I mean that team really could use Austin Rivers. Yeah. Like really, really that. I mean. Because it seems like they lose every close game they're in, and part of it is that they're just like, man, we just couldn't figure out how to pass the ball to the center at the I end of the game. I think they put up huge fucking numbers. I think he'd put up huge fucking numbers, too. Yeah, because he's with a bunch of like defensive guys who can't really shoot, and yeah. honestly, I think Austin might be a little overrated defensively, but but like the bar is so low. For what they need in Orlando. Yeah. God, he should really go there. That, yeah. That's the perfect spot. <laughs> um, They'll make the playoffs if they sign Austin Rivers. That sounds so crazy to say out loud, <laughs> but like I'm already saying it and being like, shut up, Sean. But I really believe it. Is there. I, I don't even know who their backup point guard is because DJ Augustine is starting. Mm hmm. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, I mean, it's probably Fournier, right? Like they run him. He and Augustine not... switch. Man. Right? Uh, yeah, they. I'm. I'm sure that's it. Uh, uh, uh Jerry and Grant is the best. Oh, yeah, he's they ter- don't play him though, right? He, he plays, man. Okay, I mean, he has the back point cards. <laughs> I mean, he plays. He's put 20 minutes a game. Damn. Those those are Austin's minutes, dude. Oh, hell yeah, they are. There's absolutely an Austin-sized hole in that team. But yeah, the Warriors should try and sign him out, honestly. Um, All right. uh, There was a fight tonight. You want to talk about this fight, Sean? Yeah, so um, Oklahoma City was uh, getting revenge on the Bulls who beat them. In the uh, the family feud, cereal feast inspiring victory for Jim Boylan. Uh, near the end of the game, though, um, Russell Westbrook and Chris Dunn got a little scrappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bumped into each other. Dunn shoved Westbrook. 
and then Jeremy Grant uh, of of the Thunder jumped into yell it done. At which point Robin Lopez and Bobby Portis jumped in. Oh no. It's not a good combo you want against you. Um, according to the game story, they say that Robin Lopez, quote, lightly headbutted Grant, which sounds <laughs> So weird, his hair hit him. You, you watch the video and it's, well, it's almost like he tries to push him with his head. He's not trying to like butt him. He almost like head nudges him. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, um, they're they're all like basically in the courtside seats as this is happening. And so Lopez's legs are kind of twisted, um, and Grant kind of pulls Lopez into the crowd. At which point, uh, Jungle Jim Boylan jumps in <laughs> and starts dragging Grant away, but his arm is like around his neck. It's like he's he's pulling away from behind. He's almost has him in a sleeper let's hole. Be, just let's be honest here. Jim Boylan has wanted to put a player in a chokehold his entire life. And it was like a freebie. <laughs> and afterwards, the Thunder, like, wouldn't even argue about it because they they, they just seemed so just, like, weary. Like, and we got to have a fight with the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were killing him. Um and but he it's it's worth a watch to check out Jim Boylan Boylan like really dragging him away by the neck. Also, Bobby Portis didn't hit anybody, which is really incredible. Well, because Lopez was too busy, he didn't want to. He didn't want Lopez's head was in the way. He didn't want to make the mistake that's, again. That's my kill. <laughs> no, I mean he didn't want to accidentally hit another uh, player in the face again. Yeah, he knows now what his fist can do. That's true. <laughs> he was like staring at his, his like glowing hands. Crying <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Boylan had a great quote, which was, that's all we've been talking about is fighting for each other. We talk about being a pack of wolves, man. They talk about being a pack of wolves. Really? The leadership committee. I guess they've all, oh, that's probably the leadership committee. They're the, the alphas. The, they're the alphas. Uh, a whole team's a wolf pack though. There's just a leadership committee within the wolf pack. Like, like, <laughs> In nature. Um, I thought we had some of that. I like the look in our guys' eyes when that happened. It bonded them a little bit. That's what we've been talking about. These things are going to come up again. It happens in the league. I think we'll be ready for it next time to handle it even better. That's implying they handled it well. Which, (laughs) I don't really know that they did. Like, it seems like Robin Lopez was... Maybe not de-escalating a situation there, but um, wolves wolves don't es- uh, de-escalate anything, dude. I they guess that's only true. escalate. I think we'll be ready for it next time. We'll kill one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest part is Jabari Parker was like howling the whole yeah. time because <laughs> <laughs> um, he is going to be a timber wolf. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, another thing that was very funny was, uh, like a couple minutes later, Lopez fouls Grant. It is not like a bad foul or anything. It's just a great, like common shooting foul. Lopez rolled the ball to him Mm -hmm. and he got a technical, a second technical and got ejected. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you Robin Lopez's quote too, Joey. Well, you better do it in the voice. I I will. He needed the ball to shoot the free throws. I thought the refs had done enough, and I wanted to alleviate some of their work. They had an abnormally large workload for the first half of that quarter, and I wanted to help them out, ease their pain a little bit, ease their burden. And I guess not everybody saw it the same way. That is hilarious. It's... (laughs) You know why he got himself ejected early, though? Uh, he had tickets for Into the Spider-Verse? Exactly. That is exactly (laughs) why. (laughs) Uh, so, so things are going great for the Bulls. That's all I'm saying. Um, do you want to, well, and Jabari Parker's on the block. We didn't talk about that. He's on the block. So they're, he's like untradeable at that number though. I mean, he's expiring, though. Yeah, just it's just. I mean, I guess. I, what are they expecting to get? KCP. <laughs> and eight million more dollars. So like, bring Rondo back. Oh yeah, 
God, what if they just took that poo-poo platter? Rondo, Beasley. KCP, dude. Um, the Lakers can't play Jabari, though. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, but that's who the Lakers are going to have to be looking at to add play- people, you know? Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get bought out of a twenty million dollar contract that he had signed six months earlier. <laughs> no, they can't buy him out because he has a there's a team option. Oh right, for another twenty million dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, the Jazz should trade for him. Yeah, that's our friend well, Dave Magnus's idea. Well, that actually makes a ton of sense. Where, um, well, except there's no reason to trade for him. That's the thing. Like, Utah should just sign him in June. Yeah. Or I guess if he gets released or something. But um, Trade him for favors. <laughs> Boylan would love favors, dude. One, right? um. It would be great if the Bulls just kept adding power forwards, too. <laughs> it's like, you don't have any? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Favors is a center, though. That's part of the problem with the Utah Jazz. Anyway, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Let's talk about one last story. The world's dumbest feud continued. Mm -hmm. Which is incredible that it was 11 months ago. The Devin Booker-Ennis Cantor feud. Um, (laughs) In case you don't remember. Two of our our least favorite NBA players, I would say. Like, we're fine with... We hate... Booker more than we hate Cantor. Yeah, but yeah, we like Cantor the man, but we are very. I don't know uh, if I like him the man. I like his. I like Cantor the political politics. Look, I used to hate him, and now I tolerate him. But anyway, bad at basketball. Mm-hmm. Very irrelevant to the basketball world, I would say. Yeah, as a player. So eleven months ago, yes, Cantor tweeted. It, granted, it is a hilarious Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Devin Booker holding a giant L and the caption was hold that L kid talk to me nice or don't talk to me at all and uh which is such a funny way of phrasing that mm-hmm. like talk to me nice and Devin Booker um because he's got nothing better to do uh put this in his memory bank and again, eleven months later, tonight retweeted it with the comment "pick and roll at double zero every time." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because the Suns beat the Knicks at home. Congratulations, yeah. Phoenix Suns! You beat the second worst team in basketball. The one team that is honestly tanking right now. Yeah, there's no one else that is. Making such an effort to continue to be bad. I don't. I like don't. The think... Bulls are not trying to be bad. No, they're not. Did, uh, I really thought they were, but the, the Suns, I guess, have started trying to be bad now that they've traded Ariza. But 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 then they won three in a row after benching him. <laughs> <laughs> the Daniel Ewing theory. Um, Cleveland might arguably be tanking too. I would say now. Yeah. By I me mean, by selling off their players. Yeah. Um. I guess Atlanta has a worse record. I think the Knicks are a worse team, though. Yeah, because at least Atlanta, like, they have, like, young players you like that they're, like, developing, you know? Yeah, and they would have they would have been less terrible if they, they... They didn't have their best player for most of the season. Yeah. Well, he's probably he's second or third best player. Anyway, very tight, Devin Booker. Sean, do you want to tell the joke you wrote here before we leave? Oh yeah. What? No, I mean, I, I, I don't even think this is a joke. I think this is actually, I think literally, Boogie Cousins got ejected from the stands mm-hmm. because he said "pick and roll at Cantor every time," which was like <laughs> the softest thing Cousins has been ejected for. But I guess the ref was like, "You can't coach. You can't be coaching from the stands." But uh. Yeah, no, no, I mean, that's definitely what Boogie said that got him kicked out, was pick and roll at camp every time. Yeah. Um, All right, Sean, plug your show. Yeah, it's going to be at the Punchline December 20th through the 22nd. One show on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Me and co-headlining with Sammy Obeyed.
at the punchline San Francisco 444 Battery Street in the Financial District. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where yesterday I tweeted, you guys have no idea how incredible my fiance is. She is my everything. I'm so freaking lucky to have someone to share my crazy life with. It's actually nice. Put a ring on it. Yeah, no, Frankie. it is nice. Um, Frankie, r- yeah. but, but lock it down. But he is have one, a wedding. He is the reason I read that one is uh he actually does have a crazy life. And uh if he can find somebody, so can you, listeners. Yeah. Uh Sean, you want to explain what this next Luca Don- your new long- Luca Doncic song is? Yeah, it's a celebration. It's based on uh Petula Clark's Downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh it's called Doncic Town. Okay. Uh Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's never listen to that Harvey Weinstein JD and the Straight Shot song ever again. (laughs) When you're not scoring and your offense is boring, you can always play Don Chich. When Dirk is hurting and the old plays ain't working, there's another way. Donchich, just give the keys to Luca and the team will start a winning. Everyone will love him and forget Mark Cuban sinning. How could you lose? He's six feet eight inches tall, so you get out of the way and you get him the ball. You play Donchich, rookie of the year, Luca Donchich. Nothing to fear with Donchich. Victory's waiting for you. Donchich. When you're in Dallas and the owner harasses, there's a change of pace. Donchich. When you need a player next to JJ Perea, he's right in your face. Donchich, just look at all the highlights of his shooting and his passing. He's 19, but he's got a thing for Jennifer Aniston. How could he lose? Luca's gonna be a star. You can forget advanced stats and forget PER. Just play Donchich, drive in the lane, Luca. Donchich, the crowd goes insane, Luca. Donchich. The All-Star Game's waiting for Lou. Donchich. Ladies and gentlemen, the intermental stylings of Jalen Brunson. Along the way, the pants DJ might masturbate in hallways, but he'll get fired. Luca inspires the kids of Dallas always, like Harrison Barnes. They're finally drafting well. You can forget Rajon Rondo and Nerlens Noel. You've got Doncic, best of them all. Luca Doncic, no rookie wall. Luca Doncic. The eighth seed is waiting for you. Donchich, 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 Donchich. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.